the hour. I love this section. Uh, we're in the um, what's called uh, the seventeenth chapter of the Westminster Confession of Faith. Welcome to class today. We got a big day ahead of us. This is the first day of Advent. We got the last uh, church lunch of the year, uh, so that's exciting. And we've got a wonderful thirty minutes of the fat, well, the fastest thirty minutes in church history as we look at. The confession of our faith. These are called foundations because these are the foundational doctrines of the scriptures. We're looking at the ordo salutis, the order of salvation, and we're far far along in that uh, discussion, that second section of, the, of our confession, which is the Westminster Confession of Faith. We're in the second section, as you see there on the outline, between 9 and 18 is the order of salvation. We're on 17, which is the perseverance of the saints. So, with that said, I want to have a, a, a volunteer read for me, maybe someone with a device, Philippians 1.6. And then also I'll have another volunteer read John 10.28 and 29. Y'all, Philippians 1.6. And then got John 10. Okay, so Todd will lead us off with Philippians 1.6 as Cody's finding John 28 and 29. So let's hear the word of God. Being confident of this very thing, that he which hath begun a good work in you will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. Mm. Okay. John 10, 28, 29. I give them eternal life, and they will never perish, and no one will snatch them out of my hand. My Father who has given them to me is greater than all, and no one is able to snatch them out of the Father's hand. Mm. Yeah. Let's pray real fast before we get going. Our Heavenly Father, we hear these words from uh, the Holy Scripture, and we ask that you would help us to truly hear them, to uh, write that you would write them on our hearts, that you would give us uh, eternal life even now, uh, that you would give us a uh, quality of life that would be such that we would trust in your Word and, and uh, live by your power and your Word and your, and your uh, ability to preserve us uh, for from all things, from enemies. Uh, devils, uh, our own selves that would seek to undermine uh, your work in us. We ask that you would give us perseverance, grant us uh, that you would uh, enable us to, to continue on all of our days for the glory of, of God in Jesus. We ask in Jesus' name, amen. So I've, I've um, technically uh, received three half marathon shirts in my life, which means that I uh, paid the money to run the half marathon. Yeah. So, uh, in the in the in the three times I did them, uh, two of them were in OKC. One was in Tulsa. Two of them I did not uh, technically run the whole time. You know. So I, I did cross the finish line. Did not run the whole time. Uh, one of them, the one in Tulsa, I did run the whole time. I believe it was because it was like 20 degrees. I was trying to get done with it. So, uh, so that was the that was the incentive to get moving, uh, not walk. Uh, so. But yeah, that's uh, so. When you're uh, signing up for something, uh, you don't know that you're going to be able to finish it. No one knows uh, if you're going to be able to persevere, meaning uh, continue on, stick to it. Uh, no one knows the outcome, the end. No one knows what the circumstances might be that you will encounter the struggles or the challenges. Right. So the third time I did the half marathon running. Uh, which is kind of wimpy. Why not? If we're going to do a marathon, let's do the whole one, right? We're just going to do half. But who does that? Who just does half? But but yeah, so I did half because that's all I could do. So half. I did the half and it was like, uh, it was like very bad thunderstorm that morning. And so we were all uh, huddling in the parking garage and it 
really delayed the momentum, lost my mojo. It was like two hours later before we started, and I was just like kind of wiped out, wanted to get home. So I was like, I didn't have the, I didn't have the energy to do it. So that was my excuse. I didn't finish the thing. So, but you know, we all can make excuses, and we don't know what we're going to think, and our mind's going to react. We get the challenge and and have have to endure things of that nature. But yeah, so uh, a marathon is an endurance race. It's you got to make it to the end. Uh, you have to uh, get to the end of that thing, and you start. You don't know if you're going to make it or not. Uh, first time I ever ran a race like that, I saw within like the first five minutes, an ambulance coming to pick somebody up. I was like, oh my goodness, this could be me, right? So as you're nervous about it, it's all to get out. So, okay. So thinking of that, we're going to look at perseverance of the saints. How do we know we are going to make it to the end? Uh, the end being eternal life with God forevermore in glory. So let's look at it uh, in, in these three headings. Number one, we're going to see that uh, the section, the first one is going to say this. It says in 17.1, They whom God hath accepted in his beloved, effectually called and sanctified by his Spirit, can neither totally nor finally fall away from the, from the state of grace, but shall certainly persevere therein to the end and be eternally saved. Okay, let's stop there. It says, Those whom God hath accepted in his beloved. He has chosen us, accepted us, put us in the beloved, this group, this corporate body, this bride of Christ, He's effectually called us, and He's sanctified by the Spirit. Uh, it says, those people, if you're in that category, if you're in that camp, you can never totally or finally fall away from the state of grace, which implies you can uh, you know, partially uh, and uh, for a time fall, fall away from the state of grace. But it says you can never, never fall away fully and totally, finally. But shall certainly persevere to the end. And be eternally saved. So it is saying, no, you do not need not worry about persevering to the end if you're in Christ. If your faith is in Jesus, if you are united to him, thereby you shall not fear being condemned, being put off by God in the end, being or falling away. Uh, you shall not fear that because uh, this is not who you are. Uh, that's not who God is. Uh, you cannot be separated from Him. What are the things that... Um, look, Cody, will you read John 10, 28, and 29 again one more time? Yes. Hear this again, guys. But the question is not, that, not does the Westminster say this, but is this in the Scripture? So let's look at it. I give them eternal life, and they will never perish, and no one will snatch them out of my hand. My Father who has given them to me is greater than all, and no one is able to snatch them out of the Father's hand. Hmm. Do you remember where you were the first time you heard that? Um, no, not exactly. But you've heard I, it before. I do remember it. Huh? You've heard it before. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. 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 yeah I mean, but you don't remember exactly where you were. Um, no. Okay. That's fair. You? I remember, I mean, like a general time yeah. in our yeah. life. Like, you a know. season? Yeah. Yeah. Which season that was? Yeah, you remember that? Does anybody else remember exactly where you were the moment you first heard that verse? I remember where I was when it first made sense. Mm -hmm. You kind of made, put the dots together, right? Yeah. Connected the dots. Yeah. And where, you, you remember how long ago was that, you think? Uh, that would have been in 70... Sticks with you. Yeah. <laughs> That's 43 years ago. Yeah. I know that because it's my birthday year. 
So, but that's, so I was like, you're like, who's this, what's this math whiz here? 43 years, no, no, I'm not good at math. I just know that because my, the sporting dates here. But yeah, so, I mean, I, I was uh, in 98, I believe it was, I was at Prestonwood Baptist Church in a Sunday school class. And I don't remember the teacher, but the guys, you know, brought this topic up and read that verse. And I was like, that is a lock. That's a lock. You can put that on the board right there. We are not going to fall away because of who is holding us, right? It says, I give, right? I give. I give eternal life, right? Where, where, are we, where do we hear that? Uh, I'm looking. Uh, I'm not seeing it on my list. Uh, where is it? Oh, well. Yeah. For some reason, I'm not seeing it on the list of verses underneath the deal. Yeah, John 10, 28. It's under the yeah. Oh, there it is. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I give them eternal life and they shall never perish. Okay, so because it is God who gives us eternal life, uh, you, he doesn't ungive it. It is given and, it, and you shall therefore never perish. Neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. And no, no one can stop what, is God has, what God has begun. And it says there, uh, in the beginning of our salvation, we, we saw that in the, um, chapter 10, I believe it was, the effectual calling. Uh, that, that God, uh, by the Spirit, transforms us into a new creature. We're able to hear Christ and respond to Him. We have grief over our sins, and we have misery over that. We, we look to Jesus now, we see Him, and we're, in, in his, uh, we're inexplicably drawn to Him. Versus before, we are inexplicably repulsed by Him. We do not want Jesus but in a moment, he unites us to Christ. He effectually calls us. He regenerates our hearts. And we are sanctified. By, we're new. We're set apart. We're new by the Spirit. Uh, definitively, uh, positionally, and then progressively more and more. So we can never fall away from that state of grace. So how would you uh, define that in simplest terms? How would you explain that to a child, perhaps, that's asking, can I lose my salvation? What would you say? Be assured that you cannot, because that's what Scripture tells us. Mm -hmm. Trust what God says in the Bible. And there's nothing or no one greater than the Father. Yeah. So look to the look to the who God is. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Look to who God is. Despite what mm -hmm. anyone mm -hmm. may tell you, or the enemy may mm -hmm. try to convince you that you're not really His, or mm -hmm. like, there will be trials. Yeah. That's what yeah. Says you're gonna have there. You got to add that end of there. There will be some hills to climb. Yeah. A picture for children is that you know it says you know you're in Jesus's hand and then yeah you're in the Father's also. So yes, you know, you're in those two hands. You're very secure. The double grip. Not going to be lost. Yeah. The two eternal persons of the Trinity keeping you in, mm -hmm. in their in the grasp. Nor death, nor height. Yes. Can separate us from the love of God. Right. It also reminds me of uh, the ver this verse in um, Numbers. It says, uh, "It's part B. The one whom He chooses, He will bring near to Him." It's talking to um, the sons of Korah. So yes. If He chose you, you will bring you near to Him, and there is nothing that you or anybody else can do because yeah. He's the you one. You can't frustrate it. it. You can't frustrate His purposes, right? 
That's good news. You know, so as you think about that, you cannot mess it up. <laughs> you know, you will mess up. Uh, you think of Pilgrim's Progress? Great, great analogy to, to hey, he's on a journey. Will he get derailed? All kind of trials, all kind of uh, you know, situations that are going to set, you know, to mess him up. But uh, he does persevere to the end, uh, if a Christian does, uh, as you, and some others. But as you think of that, it, it, it is once saved, always saved, uh, helpful here? Uh, would you say that is a helpful phrase? What does that mean to you? When you think of that? From the part of God, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Once it, if salvation's in me, then obviously I'm not, yeah. not going to be uh, secure. But if it's God who saves me, I'm always saved. Uh, if he effectually called me, uh, you know, if he effectually called me, what does that imply? I'm also chosen in him before the foundation of the world. Mm-hmm. So uh, if I lose my salvation, that means I have to be unsanctified, unadopted, unjustified, uh, unaffectually called, unregenerated, and uh, unchosen, you know, unpredestined and elected. That, that's, uh, those are some high hurdles to overcome because that's God's work. That's not my work. Uh, that's that's his, his high work, and I can't do it. I have no power to affect those things. So, yes, uh, faith is contingent upon us exercising faith and, and repentance in our life. These are the requirements and diligent use of the means of grace. But all those things come because of what's happened prior to me uh, finding Christ, is that he has uh, chosen me. And so th- there is no fear that I'm going to be lost or uh, once saved, not saved. Uh, that's not a possibility for a Christian. Okay. Uh, you guys good on that? Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, let's look at Second uh, Peter 1, 5, and 10. Anyone uh, pull that one up for me? <clears throat> 5 through 10. You are protected by the power of God through faith for salvation and ready to be revealed in the last time. Yes. Go down to 10. Yes. First Peter 1, 5, and then read 10 also. Okay. As to this salvation, the prophets who prophesied of the grace that would come to you made careful searches and inquiries. Oh. Whoops. Okay. It's supposed okay. to be First Peter 1, 5, and then Second Peter oh, 1, okay. 10. Like, My bad. Okay, so let's look at that one. So Second Peter 1, 10 says, Wherefore, the rather brethren, give diligence to make your calling and election sure, if you do these things, you shall never fail. So it's gonna, it's gonna. Second Peter is gonna lean on the responsibility of ourselves, but the First Peter one five is on whose responsibility is that? So who, who's responsible? Power of God, right? So it's it's like we've seen earlier in our studies is that we are called to do, but we're enabled to do. We have the very desire to do because the power of God is at work in us, and so we're not. This is not like we're going to be saved apart from what we're doing. We're doing stuff that's uh, part of God's work in us. And so we're going to be doing things. And so from our perspective, Peter is counseling us, saying, give diligence to make your calling and election sure. Uh, for if you do these things, you should never fail. So, so what, would it, what would it be like to, make, to give diligence to making our calling and election sure? What would you do if you wanted to make your calling and election sure? Does this mean... Uh, 12 steps to more holy living? I mean, what are we talking about here? Uh, what are we thinking? 
How would you do that? What would you get? What would you diligently do? Look to the one who gives it. Mm -hmm. like, I mean, where salvation's in, like yeah. looking to Christ. So, so you would say you would put like prayer in there. Would you say, "Help me, help me, Jesus, give me this"? I would say that's a fair uh, thing. I would say, ask the Lord to give me what you promise. Like uh, you promise to give me, give me that. I think it's your excellent answer. Uh, what what other things might we do? Living by faith. Yeah, you live by faith. So so give me some examples of what. Well, we give an example of living by faith. Well, knowing that He's the one who assures your your salvation. Mm -hmm. Live with confidence that He's the one that will guarantee mm -hmm. the success of His work in you. Yeah. So don't fear sharing Christ. Don't fear living by faith. Don't fear live, losing your job. Yeah. Don't fear telling your children and family the truth. Yeah. That everything we do should be by faith, right? So believing that He is governing all things, enabling all things, empowering us, and will protect us uh, from all things. Uh, not a... Uh, I think of uh, Matthew 6, Sermon on the Mount, uh, you know, if God clothes the uh, lilies of the field, if he cares for the birds, aren't you more <laughs> valuable than this? Aren't you more valuable than a, than a bird sold for two pennies or half a penny? You know, you're, you're, you're certainly more valuable than that, and so the Father cares for you, and so, you know, who can, who can add a single day to his life by worrying? These sort of things, this anxiety of, of uh, but living by faith is, yeah, it's not denying that we have some real, real challenges and, and anxious uh, things that, that by God's providence we are faced with in trials. But we live by faith, uh, trusting that the Lord is upholding all things. Uh, and that's what Jesus tells us to do. Worrying is not going to help us, uh, you know, and not adding anything to, to our life. Uh, but le leaning on the one who is able uh, will help us. Being a God every day. Yeah, I mean, like, you, you, can't, you can't discount. Yeah. What is what does chapter one of the Westminster Confession tell us? Is that, that God makes Himself known through the general revelation, right? Everywhere, right? However, the general revelation is not sufficient to give us the information of salvation. Like, how are we saved? How does God work for salvation? That is not in general revelation. So we have to go to special revelation or what God says to receive that revelation, the verbal inspired word of God. That's where we have to go. We have to go to, to leaning in on those promises. So how do we get to Matthew 6? How do we get to those, those things? How do those come up? Well, we get in the word of God. And we never know how God might work through that. But praying, super helpful because uh, if God's able, he, he will do things. And, and oftentimes in our prayers, we start to pray things that we might not even uh, have begun to, to, to set out to pray for. But God is at work in us, lean, leading us toward the end that He wants us to have because our prayers are secondary means to accomplish His eternal counsel, His providence, His will, because He's doing, he's doing those things. So, so availing yourself of times of prayer and Scripture reading certainly uh, is the diligent, I would, I would argue, that the diligence that is required in 2 Peter 1. Uh, and, and in that, the power of God through faith unto salvation is going to help us to, to receive the end, of course. Uh, I, I, yeah. um, mm -hmm. I also think that uh, not forsaking the assembly of the saints yeah. and not hearing the gospel, which is the power. Yeah. And we must be reminded of that um, 
and that's what reminds us of our assurance, where our assurance is in. Mm. And it has a thankful heart mm -hmm. to want to do these other things that we're talking about. Yeah. So, so yeah, you mentioned an interesting point there. You talked about preaching there, right? Paul calls it the foolishness of preaching, right? The foolishness. So, so, so if you want to experience the power of God, the foolishness of preaching, uh, a, a man opening the Bible and declaring what it means and applying it some, in some regard uh, is the power, most powerful thing you have, at your, the most powerful instrument you have. Uh, now, if we think about living not by faith, what is the most powerful thing we can look to? Well, alliances. I mean, like strength in numbers, right? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to do favors for people so they do favors for me, or I'm going to have security systems, or I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to you know, get stronger or, or more wealthy, uh, you know, and, and uh, whatever, like the things that can keep me from failing, uh, those things pale in comparison to the Word of God. Uh, and so, you know, as Jesus says to some, he says, you know, don't fear the one who is, is able to take your life, but fear the one who's able to, to cast you into hell, uh, to take your to take you into eternal judgment. Yeah, that's the, that's the thing that you should be fearing. And, and what is the, you know, if we don't ever expose ourselves to the, uh, the preaching of the Word of God, then, then we will be uh, missing the most powerful resource God gave us, the foolishness of preaching. Uh, because it seems to be, it's foolishness because it seems like it, does, it shouldn't make a difference. It seems like, okay, like, so over time, the foolishness of, like, so we think, I mean, fast, uh, you know, gimmick ideas really help us. We, we're, we're suckers for gimmicks, like, you know, like six days to six-pack abs or you know, like whatever it is, like the, the things we think are going to get us there. But what really does that is day after day, disciplines, uh, getting through it, like those are the normal things where God works because you think about, you know, just like it may not look like, oh, man, that Sunday sermon was excellent or that Sunday sermon was standout, you know, but but the consistency of going to hear preaching and 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 opening up the Word of God and praying and asking God to bless you and, and committing yourself to going to the small group of, of women or men that you meet with and, and keeping each other accountable and praying for one another and, and, and re, like wrestling through life together uh, actually does benefit you over time. And, but but the, it's not always apparent. You, know, you don't go to the gym, work out, and then go to the mirror and think, now it looks so different. But you know, over, over uh, you know, time, 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 it gets, it gets there. <clears throat> well, it's hard for me to do this, yeah. but but yeah, but the root word for disciples is discipline. Yeah, that's not easy for anyone. Um, but that is the root word, discipline. So being a disciplined, consistent, you know, Christian is helpful. Uh huh. I, I think that you got on, you got you caught on something. I would disagree with you, honestly, on, on one thing. That discipline is not easy for any of us. I think some people it is, and, and for some areas, yeah, right? Some areas. So, yeah. so, 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 if you think, man, I've got this religion thing knocked out. I'm going to do my religion, and then I'm going to get the result I want. The thing is, there is no amount of listening to preaching or praying or scripture reading or fellowship that is going to give you put in X get Y. You're not going to be able to manipulate God to do exactly what you want Him to do, and He may take you in. Know, okay, if I go down this road, I'm gonna get to this, but you may not get to that, or you may get to that 40 years later. Or it's like, but it's like you you, you got to understand that God never fails in keeping His promises, and these ordinary things uh, do work, but they won't always get us where. So, so discipline can be one of the uh, a blessing and a curse for us if we don't have the right perspective on who 
God is and who we are, right? So you're thinking about this. My disciplines can only take me so far. But disciplines, yeah. The, yeah. the discipline yeah. and, and what we do is a fruit of mm-hmm. what, we, what we believe. What we are. Mm-hmm. And who we are. Mm-hmm. But they in their self, mm-hmm. I mean, I think that's, that is so <clears throat> evident in the, in the church of, mm-hmm. that, that what we do is the first thing. Mm-hmm. And you look to what you do to to give you assurance, to give you uh, a sense of accomplishment. Yeah. Um, that all those things are ultimately going to fail mm-hmm. in defining who we are. Right. Because in what you do, um, what is the standard? It's perfect, perfect, and perpetual personal right. obedience to God's law. Right. And so my, when, my you, when you do fail and you realize you do fail, mm-hmm. what is the result of that? In thought, word, deed, everything I've got. And then if I fail in this, then I must uh, look to Christ for salvation and forgiveness and right. repentance. Or, I, yeah. yeah, or like uh, you, you, you get into, when you're looking at what you do uh-huh. yeah. and then you see that you fail. Yep. The assurance doesn't come. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's actually the opposite. It, it, you begin to believe, okay, maybe I'm, maybe I'm not, maybe I'm not a child. I'm not a child of God because I can't, I can't mm-hmm. do this now. I'm constantly failing at what I do, yeah. and and it, the do must be the fruit of of what we. You're on a treadmill your whole life. You're on your treadmill. Yeah. You're like you, get, you never get off the treadmill. That's a miserable life because if you're always doing. And never resting, then you're going to burn out. And and, and there, there's like that's not what the Christian life is called either. It is is one of the images is rest. Uh, we enter into the rest of Christ. We enter. So as you think about this, doing can't always be primary, though it is a part of the situation. Now you mentioned belief and trust and faith is the principal thing, and that is right. Uh, you've got to you you must look to Christ. Or you might start to think about your doing, and you might reduce the doing down to something you can manage, right? So if I do this, then I will be okay. If I do these things and don't do these other things, then I will be okay. So you can reduce it down to something that's manageable, which is a which is distortion of, of what God's Word says, and we lose our joy in that. It becomes quickly mundane and boring. Yeah, you're reducing it down, and you're basically making... Um, you're looking at God as mm-hmm. less than who He is, yeah. or you're looking at yourself greater than actually who you are. Right. Yeah. Um, it doesn't mean, and that, that, that's going to lead to ultimately. I think the further you progress in self uh, glory or, or accomplishment, it ought to lead to, wow, I have so much further to go. Yeah, I've like, not ever anywhere close to to the ideal, and so that, that to think that I can get closer to like that chart we did a few weeks ago of, of working my way up and down towards God's standard uh, that's a that's a mess that doesn't actually indicate biblical awareness of, of who we are and who God is uh, the closer we get to God the, the bigger we see him to be and and the more holy we see him to be the more glorious and the, and the lower we see ourselves to be in, in comparison so as you think about that that's not exactly the plan. Okay, uh, make yeah. Perfection until we get heaven. Yeah, we're not going to be there yet. Yeah, yeah. So it's yeah. always going to be, to me, a treadmill. You're always going to be working. Mm-hmm. It's always something that you have to do. The, the question is, is it drudgery? Is it drudgery or is it joy? Yeah, sometimes it's joy. Exactly. Yeah. It, hey, I get to spend time in the Word of God this morning. I, I get to do that because that's a joy. 
versus the duty I have to fulfill. So, and so I would say, even if you don't have the joy, keep doing the thing and the joy might come. You know, like it's like, so, so you, you, don't, don't forsake the means just because you're not feeling it that day. I, that's one, 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 you know, wisdom in, in, in the situation. Uh, can't, you know, if, you, if it's all about my feeling, then we're in a bad situation. Yeah, or if you're, you're in a time of your life where, you know, you, maybe you're not that doing that good on uh, reading the word. Mm-hmm. Right? You're, you're constantly failing. You're constantly, you know, whatever it might be. I mean, um, don't be discouraged because right. that's because you're not doing that. Be encouraged because my salvation is not caught up in this. Yeah. My salvation is caught up in what Christ has done. Um, and and yes, we, we do those things to be reminded. That's that's one thing. But mm-hmm. don't 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 let the lack of doing mm-hmm. discourage you. Yeah. And and to think that I, I suck at this. You know, like. How many, how many, how many faiths have been shipwrecked by the uh, read through the Bible plan in a year, right? It's like, oh man, every, every, I, I fail every year, and every year I try to get back on the horse and do it, and I just it doesn't go well, you know. And, and I, I would think some people are just not going to get there, uh, and uh, that's completely okay. Uh, and that's because that, it's not a, it's that's not what it's about. Uh, it's a joy to read the Word of God, not our our duty uh, to accomplish it for the sake of our own pride or whatever okay uh, i think we're out of time unfortunately uh but we we'll get there we'll get we'll persevere to the next week uh, right so we got a lot of we got we got about three lines on the page here and, and a couple questions in so we'll do questions uh or we'll do uh section two and three next week so save your handouts i'll bring some more for next time but uh, we'll wrap it up with a little word of prayer as we uh consider these things let's uh let's pray again Our gracious god uh, we thank you that we are accepted in your beloved by Christ and his work accomplished for us and applied to us by your spirit. We ask that we would not grieve you in our negligence, uh, but that you would empower us and enable us to, to be diligently uh, and joyously, thankfully and gloriously serving you uh, and serving our, our brothers and sisters for the glory of Jesus, uh, that we would uh, resolutely uh, bind on to, to you and your kingdom and your purposes because of your binding on to us. So would you guard our hearts and protect us from temptation, evil and sin and doubts and fears and anxieties and may we cast them on you each and every day that we might find rest in you. We ask in Jesus' name. Amen. amen. All right.